Hello and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. This is an emergency broadcast episode that I was not expecting to film and maybe won't put out. I'm just going to talk freely in my closet because I have some shit I need to get off my chest. And if I think at the end that I didn't say anything too crazy, I will put it out. But we're going to see... I also just want to get it off my chest while I guess it's still fresh, even though I haven't really been able to eat anything for the last two days. And I just bought this like soy protein shake thing because I thought I should have some kind of something. And it made my mouth really itchy and it just feels very strange right now. So I'm going to just try and talk through it because I do want to record this before it slips my mind. Sorry, I'm just taking a sip of water. I mean, I'm probably not even going to put this out, so who cares, right? Um, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine who told me something I really did not want to hear, something I still am having a little bit of trouble processing, and something I think a lot of women might be able to relate to for better or worse, at least touching on some kind of fear I think a lot of us have, and that is that as a man, and I don't want to say this, you guys, because I don't want to be this person. I think that I am, I mean, we all think we're good people, but I don't see myself as this like class A hoe bag finesser or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But he told me because I'm going through something between relationship problems and a breakup, um, something between the dissolution of a situationship and complete and total heartbreak. I don't know. Something between those spaces is where I'm at, which I will describe later. But he pretty much, in trying to make me feel better or give me more understanding about my situation, told me that as a man, because of what I have done for work in the past, because of who I am, because of the people I've been around and the men I've been around and what I've allowed and not allowed that he sees me as someone who is for the streets. And that was just him being completely honest. And (laughs) I know that there has been people in the past who have been told that. And there was someone, I don't remember who said this, but said like, yeah, fuck it. If I'm for the streets, I like it here. And I know it's not necessarily the worst thing you can say to a person. I mean, whatever. And that's one person's opinion I can't let it dictate the way that I carry myself in my entire life. But the idea of being unwifeable or ungirlfriendable or un just not being someone that a man can take seriously because they see you as being for the streets is, I think, a really scary, a really scary prospect for a lot of women. I think that we, at least myself, I always want to believe that even if I've done some shit and I've danced and I've whatever I've had to do in the past to whatever I felt like I had to do at the time to get by and whatever I could justify in the moment I've always felt like once I give it up and I kind of have given it up to be honest I haven't even been at the club since November I might go back this month and then I'm really going to stop by the spring because I'm working on building this podcast studio out and I'm opening like a little side business thing. I mean, 
everything will be revealed when the time is right. But because I think that my life at this point is more outside of the club than it is inside and because I see myself as stopping and because I really am not out here just like fucking random dudes. I really am not at all like at all. I didn't think of myself as someone who was quote unquote for the streets, maybe partially out of denial, but also hoping that other people could see that, okay, yeah, I've done some shit and I've lived a lifestyle, but I also am not really in that life anymore. And I'm working on getting completely out of it. And I have other things going on and I can, I've had a lot of different careers also. No, I mean, nobody is, is one dimensional and one sided where it's like, oh, well, well, most people are not, maybe some people are boring or something, but most people have had a lot of different realities that have led them on the path that they're on and they have a lot of interesting stories to tell from it and I think that I'm no exception like I was a food writer and a food critic and on shows like Iron Chef and traveling the world writing about different restaurants and cuisines and I also you know worked with artists and I all of these things that I think have allowed me to have somewhat of a nuanced perspective on life and just on situations. And I think that ultimately have made me a more interesting, less insufferable person. All the things that I've been through and seen, which if you listen to this show, you're familiar with some of them, of course. But I just assumed that most people could see that and see that I'm not just this one-dimensional stripper and by virtue of that not see me as someone that's just like for the streets so him saying that and he knows me well was really eye-opening and what we talked about after that was that like men have a much harder time with forgiveness and understanding than women and I think that that's probably true I think I'm sometimes too understanding when it comes to relationships and I think that's part of the reason why I'm still like I guess single as much as I hate saying that I'm single because I don't I guess I was in denial about my single status before I felt like I had a little boo thing and that is not my man you guys that is not my man and I will once again touch on that but men are not as understanding when it comes to certain situations. Like in most of my relationships in the past, other than the first one I had that lasted four years from when I was 20 to 24, we actually both broke up because we both cheated on each other at around the same time, weird timing. But that relationship, we were just too young and and we were kids. We were kids trying to act like we were grown adults that were ready for a whole life together. And we just weren't. But we broke up because we cheated. And that clearly the fact that we both cheated was a sign we should have broken up anyways. But for the most part, and if you listen to the No Jumper episode that I did and stuff like that, we did talk about cheating. And I don't want to be cheated on. I don't want anything thrown in my face. I don't want I don't want to share a guy with some other girl. I don't I I don't want any of that. But I also understand that first of all, I can't be everything for one person. I just I'm realistic in that way. And I also understand that in relationships now, which are really more situationships because from my experience, there's very few men that actually want to commit to one 
woman after like let's say three months or whatever the kind of standard allotted timeline that social media and relationship gurus and shit say you should follow there's really very few men that actually especially men that are in their late 20s early 30s like kind of around my age that are even thinking in those terms that they're thinking okay after a couple months like I'm gonna make this girl my wife whatever um or girlfriend I say wife like wifey not wife wife but because of that and because I think sometimes it takes a little longer now to have someone that's really yours if you ever have someone that's really yours because everyone always it's like you almost were in this state where people are appreciating each other's company when they have it and then when it's gone they're keeping their options open and like I know so many people that have like four or five different pseudo girlfriends or boyfriends and side pieces and this and that and it's not a bad thing I mean I guess it's some version of like polyamory but my point is that it's a little bit unrealistic to expect someone to only be faithful to you, especially in the beginning stages of a relationship where you had the explicit talk that you're not in a relationship yet. Keyword meaning yet. So there's a promise that you might be in the future if everything works out, but that you're not yet. So you have to have some level of understanding when it comes to like people doing whatever they're going to do when you're not around and I definitely have had probably too much of that in most of my situationships that I've had over the last year and a half I'll say I never would compete with another woman for the man that I was seeing and they usually every single one it would get to a point where They would sometimes even bring another girl around. I know the disrespect. Or they would tell me that they're seeing someone else. Or they would just make it clear that we were just dating or whatever. And I never, I don't think, put very much pressure on them to do otherwise. To just see me. To not talk to anyone else. To do anything that would make me the priority because I always felt like if they wanted to make me the priority then they would and of course there's things you can do that show your value to someone but there's also only so much you can do and I just am not really a confrontational person and I think I have lacked in some self-worth aspects in the past where I almost felt like if I put that pressure on them, I was afraid I was going to lose them completely. So I just let it slide and I just went with it. But in doing that, I think I actually lost out in a lot of situations that I would have been very happy in a relationship with that person. But instead, usually the man ended up going for the girl who was like kind of a bitch and kind of controlling and telling them to cut me off and being a little bit insufferable to be around and I never really understood why men always gravitate towards women like that from my experience because in my mind I'm like well I'm here I'm doing all the things that I thought you wanted like I'm cooking for you I'm doing your laundry I'm letting you I'm not you know forcing you to just commit to me but I'm making it clear how much I care about you in my mind I'm like I thought I'm being you know the more enjoyable person to be around. I think I'm being the more mature one. I think I'm being the more realistic one and the one that hopefully you would rather have around long term because I'm not picking a fight over every little thing that you do. But 
the truth is that being that way and letting men take advantage of you in the sense that they will bring other women around or flaunt the fact that they're talking to other women while still expecting you to be in their lives in the same capacity usually leads to them falling back from you eventually and going with the other girl because the other girl is the one that like put the pressure on and I guess you just have to have enough self-worth to do that which is something that I I'm honestly still working on I guess but my point is like I've lost so many people not so many I mean in the last year and a half I would say I've probably dated like seriously dated like three guys four three or four guys yeah I guess I can count four. I'll count them, whatever. And none of them turned into relationships because, well, sometimes it was timing. One of them, it was geography because I moved. But the others, all of the times, involved some other woman who came in and came in after we had started dating and snatched them up. And it's really sad on many levels mainly the fact that someone can be laid up beside you and kind of just be using you as like a placeholder I guess and also because eventually it does make you question your own self-worth which you can't do too much you can't chip too much away at your own like shoulder I guess because you have to realize of course you do bring value but it's just a sad I guess situation and talking to my friend just now on the phone and having him tell me that men still look at me like I'm someone for the streets was uh I'm gonna say a little devastating and a little bit heartbreaking not to be too dramatic but um the conversation started because as you can probably tell on Instagram and TikTok if you follow me on there which please don't actually follow me on TikTok my TikTok is very bad I need to figure it out I have like 500 followers I don't know what I'm doing um But if you follow me, you've probably noticed that I seem probably a little bit unhinged over the last couple of days. And frankly, I am a little bit unhinged currently. And it's because I'm dealing with a situation that I don't want to put anyone on blast because I respect that some people are are very private people and definitely more private than I am. So I'm going to tell the story without... I mean, the thing is, nobody knows these people are anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But... I just don't want to seem like I'm chasing some sort of something for the fact that I'm telling this. But honestly, like I said, I don't even know if I'm going to put this out, actually. So let me stop with the disclaimers. I just- So let me get back to what I was saying. He called me because he noticed that I am acting a little bit out of character. You always know I'm acting a little bit out of character when I post multiple things where I don't have any makeup on and my hair is not done because I'm one of those people that I just don't like being ugly. I don't like having people see me when I don't have my anything done. I don't like people to just see me in that state. I still feel to some extent like I have to maintain, I guess, an appearance or something. And I still want people to, I guess, think I'm pretty. I don't know what it is. Just Honestly, I really don't like when people see me on the street or whatever 
when I don't have makeup on and I don't have my hair done. It doesn't mean that I have to have a full face of makeup and my hair perfect, but just something going on where I don't look like I just rolled out of bed and like a complete catfish version of myself, you know, compared to what people see on Instagram or whatever. So, I mean, you never want to be that girl also who's just a 180 on Instagram versus real life. Like I, that gives me anxiety, even the idea of being that person. So I don't like it when people see me when I feel like I look ugly. And today I drove to Buckhead. I had some errands to run. I went and worked out. I did all these things and I looked terrible um, because that's how I look sometimes in the morning when I'm running errands alone and also dealing with uh, heartbreak. And I kind of saw the humor in the situation for the first time in a few days and I just decided to post. I just decided to post. I guess there's a there's an element of posting that is a little bit therapeutic um just in terms of I guess getting it off your chest yes you can see it as narcissism also of like wanting attention for your suffering or wanting attention for whatever I mean there is obviously a lot of narcissism on social media but there's also something therapeutic about just like posting how you're feeling or whether it's a quote or a tiktok or whatever it is so it was kind of making me feel a little bit better even though I didn't realize that I looked kind of insane because I never post a bunch of shit where I look terrible and I'm just walking around looking a mess and whatever. So he called me and just to check up on me because it was clear that I was dealing with something. Uh, And he wanted to know what was going on. And maybe I'll just tell the whole story because at a certain point, I mean, what, why not? It's like, it's, maybe entertaining it's maybe maybe it'll help someone not do this not constantly see the potential in people and hope that they will live up to the potential that you see for them hope that they have the consistency and the work ethic and the want to be the version of them that you want them to be that you know that they could become i have such a such a problem doing this i always fucking do it i always go for the guy who has so much potential to be the perfect boyfriend or the perfect husband but he's not fully there yet and I always like try and build with them and wait and try and get them to change and you can't you cannot you just have to accept people where they are and the irony is like usually the potential I see in that person I don't know if it's irony but When I look at it without the rose-colored glasses on, without the love bomb glasses on, and I see it for what it is, I'm like, you're a dude who plays Call of Duty all day and doesn't have that much going on, and I'm treating you like a fucking king, and I'm begging you to be with me, and I'm begging you to be nice to me, when really you should be doing these things because it's the basic lowest point of entry to just being a decent person especially if you're fucking with somebody especially if if you've been seeing them for months you know it's the bare it's not even the bare minimum it's just should come naturally to any man who actually likes a woman so when I take the rose-colored glasses off of many of my situations where I've seen potential in someone and I've waited for them to figure it out and realize that they want to be with me and realize how great we could be together I realize I've been an idiot and I've probably wasted a lot of time doing it. And this situation, 
I'm not fully over it yet, of course, because it's only been a few days. So I'm can't even say that it's like that because I don't want to be mean. And also I'm not over it. So it's harder for me to like be blunt or whatever. But pretty much what happened. Oh, boy. You guys tell me if I'm crazy. Just DM me or something. Somebody tell me if I'm crazy. It's New Year's Eve. This was a few days ago. It is currently January 2nd. It's New Year's Eve. And I am back in Atlanta. And I want to spend the night with this guy that I've been seeing for the last eight, nine months. Because it's New Year's Eve. And I don't care if we're going out. I don't care if we're staying in. I don't really care what we do. But it's New Year's Eve. Of course, in my mind, we're going to spend it together because who else have you been seeing for that long? Who else are you making like feel bad every time that they leave the city because they're going for work to do some shit? Who else are you talking to and FaceTiming and like talking to every day and just who else is coming over to your house and cooking dinner and doing all this shit? Like in my mind, I'm like, of course, we're spending New Year's together. Duh. And as the day progresses, I hear less and less from him. And all I really hear from him is that he will let me know what he decides to do, but he might just want to spend it alone. Spend the night alone. Spend New Year's Eve alone. So that is upsetting to me. I'm not going to lie. I, again, giving probably too much benefit of the doubt to the situation was like, well, I can understand wanting to spend it alone and like reflect and visualize the new year and just meditate into the new year almost. Just, you know, have a quiet night alone reflecting. But at the same time, I'm here. I'm down to chill. I'm down to stay in. So it's still a little bit upsetting. And I send him a voice note just explaining that I'm upset and it feels weird that when we're apart, we're saying I wish you were here. But when we're in the same city and we have the opportunity to be together, like, what's going on if we're not together this makes no sense to me so I send the voice note I don't get a reply I don't get a reply and around eight o'clock I realize that I have two options I can either sit in the house and be sad and be anxious because this man left me on red on New Year's Eve and I don't know what's going on but everything until this day seemed perfectly normal and fine so I'm not too concerned but at the same time I'm upset or I can go out with a friend, get a few drinks, go out to Buckhead, just, I guess, catch a vibe, count down the new year with some people, with some friends and get dressed up and forget that I feel sad and just keep my life moving on and I guess hear from him whenever I fucking hear from him because at this point I'm not texting him again. So I decide to get ready, go out get a drink with a friend. And at 11 o'clock, I see he's texted me. I'm like, oh, finally, he must have like gotten his shit together. And we're about to meet up or maybe I'm going to go over or something. And instead, I open the text about a minute after he sends it. And he says, I'm talking to someone else right now, Claudia. sucks, right? It sucks. Anyone who has really, really been invested in a situation, whenever you find out that the person that you 
pretty much love and that you're he's the only one that you're talking to. Whenever you find out that they're talking to someone else or that they want to see other people or whatever, even if you already knew it wasn't exclusive, it still sucks and it still hurts and it is it sucks. So I'm wrapping my mind around it. I'm not heartbroken, but I'm, I guess, disappointed. And at the same time, his actions that day made sense ultimately because it's New Year's, I feel like the stakes are higher and I just automatically assume he's with her and he chose to be with her over me. So, of course, that hurts and that stings a lot. But I go to text him back. I would say I'm texting him back about two minutes after he sends the text. And it's just some reactionary shit. I don't remember exactly what I said, but some like something probably bad, but nothing too crazy. But as I'm texting him, we both have iPhones. The text doesn't go through. So I send another text. Doesn't go through. So I excuse myself and I go to the restroom and I call him. Doesn't go through. So I check his Instagram. It's gone. This man literally blocked me on everything an hour before the ball drop on New Year's Eve. With pretty much no explanation whatsoever. After two days before I was at his house making him dinner. Blocked me an hour before New Year's Eve with one text, I'm talking to someone else, Claudia. So because this person is someone that I always considered to be very solid and really was a stable force in my life um, ever since I got to Atlanta, and I just always was very grateful to have him in my life, I never expected him to react in that way. I never expected him to just I never could have seen that in a million years. He's someone that I thought was a very rational person and that at least would have warned me, at least it would have been a discussion before it was just a full cold block. And I didn't see that shit coming at all. So somehow I make it through to the countdown. I think I'm just in shock. Tell me if I'm being too dramatic. But I make it through because I'm with my friends and I don't want to be like this you know, broken record party ruiner. And I don't even really want to get into it. I think I'm honestly in disbelief. But by the time after New Year's comes around, right around like 1 a.m., I'm just like, I need to get the fuck home and figure out what's going on. Like, I can't, I can't, I I can't do this. Am I never going to hear from this man again? Is that how it ends? Like, this is insane. Mind you, as I'm buying my house, I'm literally like, we're talking about it. He's like, I'm picturing him in there and I'm thinking like maybe he'll this is my fault for getting too ahead of myself but I'm like maybe he'll move in maybe this and that I'm seeing this like future down the line in a few months and suddenly I'm blocked on literally everything like what so the pain was very intense I go home I'm lying in bed I'm now I'm freaking out and I'm a little bit drunk because it's New Year's and I'm calling him. I like turn on my other phone that I never use. I'm calling him from that number. I'm Google, I'm doing the most, you guys. I'm being a psycho bitch, but I'm also like the my emotions are just in a disastrous, frayed mess. And I don't know like I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to do. So I'm doing too much. 
and I'm like star 67ing his ass. I'm changing my phone so that when I call someone, it shows up as no caller ID. I'm calling him from my other phone. I'm downloading these apps that like change your number so I can text him. Like I'm doing so, so much. I did not sleep at all that night. I literally just cried, called him and like was in hindsight a little bit overreactive, but I also couldn't have ever seen that coming and it really fucking hurt and I was freaking out because I also don't even know what my life looks like frankly here without him in it so I was freaking out and it really hurt and I just lay there all night not knowing what the fuck to do feeling like I was gonna throw up trying to stalk him on Instagram on my other fucking burner page because let's be honest we all have one because I'm blocked on the other one and eventually somehow I make it through the morning I listen to like Joe Rogan's interview with that mRNA doctor guy and it's just the most insufferable thing to sit through while you're going through a heartbreak but for some reason it was just like obscure enough and just completely unrelated to what I was going through that it actually I think helped and around 11 I start calling him again like a psycho and he actually picks up and immediately I just assume that he's going to hang up on me or something as soon as he hears my voice or something like that. And instead, he says, before I even say anything, he's like, hello, Claudia. And I was just like, my heart just dropped. And I just was like, please don't hang up. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he apologized. And he said that the other girl that he's been seeing told him to block me because... I don't know, I guess she was threatened by me or something, but he also said that she's only been in the picture for a few weeks, that he started talking to her in December, that she doesn't even live here, that she knows about me, that she knows, like, the situation, that she knows that she's not his girlfriend, that he's not looking for a girlfriend, that it's nothing serious, that whatever. So he's saying all these things that are making me feel like it's not great. It's definitely not great. And I don't really know what I want out of the situation or what he wants still. But he's saying that everything is normal and it's okay and he how much he cares about me and that he respects me and blah, blah, blah. And these things that are making me feel slightly better. And of course, I'm still like in the disbelief stage where I'm like clinging on for dear life to keep him in my life. I'm like white knuckling this shit, just being like almost scared so when you know when you're so scared to lose someone it's very unhealthy but you know when you're so scared to lose someone you just kind of you just agree with whatever they're saying almost and you know that you shouldn't because you're changing who you are for that person and you're changing your own what you're okay with your own boundaries your own values but you also are too scared to lose them so you just do it anyways and you're like okay fine and I'll just deal with the consequences later it's kind of like that So eventually we get off the phone and it actually the call ends kind of nice. And he's like, I'll talk to you later. Happy New Year. Like, I care about you. Of course, I want you in my life. Don't worry. We're good. I'm sorry. I'll unblock you now. Um, He's like, I'm unblocking you on everything. I'm like, okay, well, I'll talk to you later then. Let's just like take it day by day or something. We'll figure it out. He says, yeah, let's take it day by day. So I hang up and I feel better because at least I know that he's not just completely cold cut out of my life. But at the same time, I'm still in disbelief that he would do that. I also realize I'm not a priority to him because if I was, he wouldn't have done that. And I also can't believe that someone who doesn't even live in the city 
could tell him not to talk to me and he would listen. I would never I would never do that to someone. I would never ask someone not to talk to a person because I frankly think it's on them. Like they should know if it upsets me that they shouldn't or that yeah, I just I would never ask anyone that I was seeing. I mean, maybe there's some extenuating circumstance, but for the most part, I would never demand that someone didn't do something or cut ties with someone else. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just different and again, maybe I'm too much of a pushover in those situations and I have too much understanding. I don't know. But it still hurts because I just see it more clearly for what it is, but I also am slightly relieved. I can't lie. Fast forward now an hour later, you guys. Fast forward an hour later. This man blocks me again on everything. He blocks me again on everything. On everything. I try to call him again. Star 67. I call him a hundred times. No answer. I even messaged the bitch, the other girl, who actually had messaged me before. And I hate that I'm even giving her any breath She used to follow me. I think she was a fan. She watched all my stories. She would get mad at him when it looked like we were together. I even messaged her. And I just said, why are you doing this, bro? Why are you doing this? And she just said, if I want a bitch not to talk to my man, I'm going to make sure that my man isn't talking to her, blah, 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 calling him her man, all this shit. Maybe it is her man. I don't know. I didn't think it was. Maybe that's what he told her. How the fuck can I know? It was very hurtful. Today, I hear from him again that we're good. He just needs a minute. It's fine. I replied telling him to stop treating me like dirt. That I thought he was more solid than this. And I haven't said this, obviously, but I don't know if it's fine. I don't think it's fine. I don't know at what point when trust gets so violated that, like, when does it start to be the beginning of the end? When do you know, when do you just take it as a sign from God that God is trying with all of his force to remove people from your life? I don't know if you guys are religious, but if you are, that he's trying to remove people from your life and you're just fighting against him with all your will, constantly taking these people back, where at a certain point you're the dummy. I don't know. And I don't know where my level of forgiveness really is. I still really want this person in my life and I still care about them very deeply. And... I think it's very childish the way that that girl handled it. I think the whole situation is actually very childish. It's very low vibrational and I just can't. I hate that it's given me about two or three days of just straight anxiety where I haven't really been able to do anything besides like work out and go for a sauna and lie in bed and cry and not eat. And... Ultimately, I hate that whatever I choose to do, it feels like a loss because if I do decide to keep being with him in the context and the capacity that I'm with him now, which I'm not with him, that is not my man. If I do decide that, inevitably, I think he's going to lose respect for me because I'm just allowing him to have some other girl around whenever she comes into town or whatever. And that will break my heart in a million different ways. But also, if I cut him off, which I don't want to do, then I lose all the time that I already put in. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, nine months is not that long. 
life is very long. Nine months is not that long. So maybe it's better to cut your losses. But I also really care about this person. And I just feel like, not to bring it back to this stupid podcast title, but I think that we often talk about, like, you know, brokenness in terms of finances, in terms of assets, in terms of shit you got going on, what you bring to the table, all of that. But Jesus, brokenness in relationships is so real. (laughs) I think that there's levels of brokenness when you're even in a relationship. You can be in a position where the relationship is just taking so much from you it's like leaving you completely empty and drained I think that's a version of brokenness and then there's also the version that you just can't seem to find what you're looking for or even if you find what you think you're looking for they don't want you that you just are somehow perpetually kind of alone you have people around you have situations you have dudes who maybe want to fuck you or whatever but You don't really have anyone, like for real, no one that's really yours. And I think that that's maybe like one of the saddest types of brokenness, not to be corny, but it's, it sucks. And as much as there's all of this advice about how to make money and going into the new year, I don't want to be on this type of fucking heartbroke energy where I'm driving around with the biggest knot of anxiety in my chest I don't want that I don't want to start the year like that but going into the new year so many people always talk about the money that they're going to make this year and all this stuff and that's great but this is some version of brokenness I just know it is because I know people that have everything that every material thing and so much money in their bank accounts they could start any business they want and they're amazing business-minded people like incredible entrepreneurs that moved to this country with pretty much nothing and started from scratch building a multi-million dollar empire whether it's through trucking or media or whatever it is there are so many people not so many but I know some people that I'm relatively close with one guy in Atlanta specifically that has everything. I mean, his house is this beautiful mansion that's literally like gold plated everything. And just he's so wealthy. But we had a conversation recently where I know that he's really lonely because we were talking about strip clubs and how he was at a club a few weeks ago. And there was another guy there a guy who I actually know through the club also, but I wasn't there. And he was saying that there were these other dancers that were laughing at him because of something he had done. They were laughing at him because they thought he was like kind of a joke or because he wanted this and that. And he told them to stop because he's like, you could be the one thing. And this is in any situation, of course. But he was like, you could be the one thing between him and between him and killing himself and he was like I know that because like I just he he looked me in the eyes and he was like I know what it's like I know that and this man is extremely successful but he doesn't have that like family life that most people want by the time that they're in their mid-30s and 40s and when you don't have that I guess it's just like 
it doesn't really matter how much material success you have. Like, it's empty. And it was crazy to hear it from him. And I feel bad for that guy that the girls were laughing at at the strip club. I hope he never heard them. But there's so many cliches that you can say about this subject and, like, money doesn't buy happiness, blah, blah, blah. I actually do think money buys a lot of happiness and a lot of relief and a lot of stability, obviously. But I don't want to touch on any of those cliches. I just think that going into the new year, I don't want to be broke in this department of my life. I don't know how to fix it exactly. Probably the answer is to move on. But the idea of going on dates with people the idea of re-meeting a bunch of people and doing the whole thing again makes me want to kill myself. I mean, not to be dramatic, but there's also then the element of like, it is very difficult and exhausting and frankly impossible to date people when you're a dancer, I think. Um, and I have no interest in doing it. When I'm dancing, I'm like, I'll just do this for a couple weeks and maybe date people after. I don't know. I mean, it's it's possible, but the last thing I really want to do after dealing with a bunch of men all day is then go deal with a new man that I don't even know that well and see if he's slightly less insufferable. Sometimes all the men just like, it just bleeds together. So it's hard doing that. And that's my own fault. And that's why I'm stopping dancing soon. This is my last couple of months doing it um, because I just I don't want it to keep fucking up my relationships. Not that it's the only thing fucking it up, but it's definitely, definitely an element. But like my friend said, it doesn't really matter even when you stop. The fact that you did it before still taints you with like, well, he didn't say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. Taints you with like the stench of being for the streets. But even your past as far behind as it is, a lot of men will not be able to forgive it. A lot of men will not be able to look past it. It takes a special type of guy to know that in the club, guys were touching on you and you were fucking naked and all of the other shit that comes with being a dancer, that you were in that life and that they can just overlook it. It takes a lot of trust and it takes a special type of person. So I hope... I can have that trust with someone. I think I've maybe been too honest with people in the past of things I've done. But I also think, and we said this, I spoke to my friend about this, that you have to have a deep level of honesty if you're going to do it. There has to be a lot of trust and it starts with just being brutally honest. So maybe that's the message for the new year. Unapologetic honesty. Less fucking bullshit and maybe that goes back to even posting shit on instagram less filtered makeup full face of foundation hair done videos more just honesty i think hopefully that fixes some of the problems and at least it gives you a solid foundation where if you're honest i mean you never have to act so that's slightly refreshing but yeah, that's my story. That was my New Year's. And that is my little rant about being for the streets, which I still don't want to think of myself as being. But I think there were times in my life that I was. And I hope that 
people, not everyone, but I hope there's enough people in the world, specifically men who can differentiate and see that you can change. And it's not like the things you've done stay with you forever. Not that I even did anything that crazy, to be honest. But anyway, if anyone else feels like they're for the streets or is worried that they might be and is listening to this, baby girl, (laughs) I'm right there with you. But Ultimately, I think if you are a solid person, if you have other things going on, there will be some, there has to be someone that sees the good in you. There has to be, there has to be someone that will treat you the way that you deserve. Even if I guess I'm saying this to myself, you're really going through it right now. So that's it.